1: And let's talk about what lessons we found. Let's hang out! And let's listen to two lesbian shout. Let's hang out! Let's hang out! Welcome back to Let's Hang Out. I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week.
0: This week in the last time. Um... This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise, and we'd like to remind you that we still have trivia nights coming up. Schitt's Creek Trivia is on March 25th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, and on March 27th, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. We cannot wait to see you all there.
1: In the greater Les universe, look. Does anyone remember how I had a Name a Straight Actress 2020 challenge? We can't. I'm just gonna say well, we kept that energy rolling straight into 2021 and the gays just keep winning, okay? So look, in the last like week or so, we have seen Lily Reinhardt uh, and Ella Hunt both also come out as queer. So
0: We are blessed. We, we are blessed. Are
1: blessed. Also, if either one of them wants to come on the show, open invitation, hit us up, email us at (laughs) leshangoutpod at gmail.com. What great news and how fortuitous for me as I am like just slowly getting into Dickinson to just know in my heart of hearts how gay Sue really is. I know. It makes me really happy. It's a beautiful thing. (laughs) I love it. We also want to let you
0: all know about christmas at the ranch which is a tello film their next holiday rom-com you know we love having new happy joyful queer content out there they are still running their crowdfunding campaign so they can finance the soundtrack for christmas at the ranch so if you want to donate you can go to indiegogo and search christmas at the ranch and you will find it they are so close to their stretch goal
1: and you're going to want that soundtrack because I hear there's original music from Dom coming up and Adia Frampton, who is also one of the stars of I Hate New Year's. So, sounds like all good stuff. We can't wait to see it. You know, we're all about happy content. And with that, back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. And welcome to our 61st installment of Should Have Been Gay. Oh, 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 it was fun. It was great. Oh, but should have been. And in this week's episode, I checked. This is what fashionable British archaeologists are wearing nowadays. My heart. My heart. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd like that. Now, you may have noticed, discerning ears might have noticed in the intro, sadly, we are sans Ellie tonight. It is a dark, dark times. Ellie has some family things going on, but luckily, I am not here alone, because God help you all, if that was the case. (laughs) I am joined... By a very special guest. You may know her from Having Awesome Beanies. You may know her from taking over our Instagram here and there. (laughs) You may know her from having written our amazing musical podcast that's coming out. That's right, everyone. It's Caitlin Clear. Hi, guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Waves to no crowd in my room.
1: Excellent. Excellent job. We enjoy the description of Mm -hmm. your activities. Sits in chair, talks into microphone. (laughs) Here I am. Caitlin, thank you so much for for joining me. Thanks for having me. On my first... I'm like, it feels so weird. I was just talking to Kelsey about this that I was like, it's weird that Ellie and I have made it four whole seasons without ever recording an episode without each other. I'm feeling a little untethered is what I'm saying. Flung out of space is what I am.
2: (laughs) Embrace it, Lee. Go crazy, you know. Set something you know on me. Fire. This is how
1: this is how you and I differ. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is not how I roll. But you're here to keep me grounded. Thank God. This should be. This should go no well. No <laughs> one
2: ever said that. No one has ever said thank God. Caitlin's here to keep us <laughs> grounded. That's never happened and,
1: before, <laughs> and nor might they ever again. Oh if yeah, never. <laughs> But you are also joining me for a very special episode, I know for you at least, and this is going to be illuminating for me, I think. But that's right, we are here everyone, to talk about Warehouse 13. Yes!
2: We are here to talk about Warehouse 13. I
1: don't think Caitlin has any opinions on this whatsoever.
2: Too many opinions, thesis level (laughs) amount of opinions.
1: When I leave this garage five hours from now, I will be <laughs> so ready.
2: This is my master class. This is what my master class would be with be Warehouse
1: 13. I am so ready. Warehouse 13. So this is this is going to be my favorite thing because I'm, I'm going to give us the IMDb synopsis, which of course has nothing to do with anything that we are going <laughs> to talk about tonight. And then we can do our gay synopses. And I love gay synopses when I haven't seen the show, so... So here we go. For anyone who's not familiar, <laughs> like me, with the show, the IMDb synopsis is as follows. Pete and Micah, U.S. Secret Service agents, are deployed in South Dakota's Warehouse 13 with a new assignment from an authority above and outside the government. That Wait, that's Dead? it? That's it. That's oh. the whole IMDb synopsis of the show. Yeah. Right. Now, okay. I'm I'm give, I'm burying the lead here because of course everyone knows it's season four. I haven't seen a single damn show to been gay that we're gonna do this season. <laughs> I have not yet watched Warehouse 13. That's why, thank God, I have Caitlin here to help guide me through this show. But what I did do is I I did my basic. Research. I I watched some clips. I read some articles. You know. I got ready. We like browsed the Tumblr. It's fine. What I love though is I'm gonna read you my gay synopsis, Caitlin, and you can you can tell me how I did before you read yours. Okay. Great. Great. Yeah. Okay. So here's my gay synopsis of Warehouse 13. Mm-hmm. Time traveling lesbians quip at each other and are possibly into bondage together in this gay sci-fi romp. <laughs> um. That is.
2: Season two through three, I think. I think that's a really fair description, yes.
1: Go me! I'm so proud of myself. If you ignore
2: all of the straight (laughs) stuff happening, yes, that's the entire show, which you should ignore.
1: What would be your gay synopsis, having actually seen the show?
2: (sighs) The gay synopsis. Two straights, three bisexuals, and a gay man search for historical artifacts and try to find more family. (laughs)
1: That is my (laughs) gay synopsis. Oh, found family is our favorite.
2: I know it is a very it is a very found family show. Mostly because you can't tell your family about this job. You can only tell one person. So yeah, it's just a bunch of angsty, courageous days running around doing stuff.
1: I love it. Now, our next segment that we usually do is we talk a little bit about our experience with the show. Obviously, mine is short. I did. I don't. I ha- I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have of the none of the experience. But it I, it sounds like maybe you have a little a little tiny bit
2: oh, oh boy. Of, ex-
1: of experience. How would you how would you describe your experience? Paint me a word picture of, <sighs> of Warehouse 13 Warehouse... and how it's fit into your life. <laughs>
2: Warehouse thirteen is the reason why I had my bachelor's. Yes. Yeah, Warehouse thirteen, I was so upset by what happened at the end with HG and Micah. That I said never again, which is funny because that's what I said about Clexa, which is how I have my master's degree. I only get education for gay stuff, but yeah. Be a
1: approve of this plan.
2: <laughs> I was like, TV, I was like, someone has to write a better ending. So I got my bachelor's in television. At a college, I only chose because the woman who created <laughs> Warehouse 13 got her assistant from that college. <laughs> I was like, I have to Wait, go there. Wait, what college? Columbia College, Chicago. So like, I had heard about it and then I went to Dragon Con because there's a Warehouse 13 panel with the cast. And I wanted to meet Jamie Murray, who plays H.G. Wells. And Jane Espenson, who is a phenomenal writer. She wrote, I don't know if you watched Once Upon a Time, but she wrote some of the best episodes, like The Miller's Daughter. And then she worked on Buffy, wrote some of my mm-hmm. favorite like Willow Tara episodes. She was at Dragon Con. And she's, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I want to at TV. She's like, oh, I just came back from the school, Columbia College. I'm like, cool, that's where I'm going to go. And then I didn't apply to any other colleges. <laughs> I just nice. applied to that one school. And that got me far enough to be like, no, never again. I'm gonna get my degree, and that'll be enough. And then Klexa happened. I was like, I have to be in charge, so I need a master's degree. And then I, yeah, I went to grad school.
1: So okay, so this show, the the show itself started in 2010, and then ran ran through 2014, 14. 15, yeah. something around there.
2: 2014. I'm trying to think. Oh, I think they had like a pilot beforehand which I actually remember watching the pilot. And then, do you remember that weird thing they were doing, like, Once Upon a Time did it, where, like, they broke their seasons off into, like, A B. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, they yeah. did one I of those. I remember Pretty Little Liar's seasons doing that.
2: Yeah, 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 that was a weird yeah. time in television. And sci-fi had just been bought. Was that
1: the right? Was that during the writer's strike, or what was that? No, after. No. It was just, like, a weird thing. Yeah, it was a weird thing.
2: And then, this is not me throwing hate on television writers, because, like, you don't get to determine your schedule. But... A lot of rooms, it seems like, can't handle a story for 20 episodes. Or 13 Mm. episodes, which Warehouse 13 had. So they break them up. And I'm just like, so you basically get a mini-season. So you'll get five episodes or six episodes. And then you wrap it up, which is very easy instead of having to carry this arc of your characters. Which I personally hate. But Warehouse 13 did it because I think they didn't know they were being cancelled, maybe. But it was like a really hard time. Sci-fi had just been bought, I think, by Comcast. So they were just defiance that just yeah, came could out. Could you give
1: us a detailed history oh, of all of the network TV mergers and acquisitions? Please. Let me Thanks. pull out like one of my
2: papers. Yeah, but they canceled <laughs> a bunch like Eureka was ending, like a bunch of the golden age of sci-fi. They just changed how they spelled sci-fi for a logo. So it was like right, a really right, weird right, right. time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was a weird time for sci-fi. And it's still weird to me now, the new name. I don't quite get it, but. It's yeah. fine. We're going to let it go. We'll let it go sci fi, even though you canceled Winona Earp, and I will never forgive you, but it's fine. My um, grandfather is
2: devastated. He's the one who broke the news. My grandfather loves Winona And so he told me, he's like, Kate, did you hear what they did? And I'm just like, what did the government do now? He's like, not the government.
1: Sci fi. <laughs> <Not> the <government. laughs> like, they might as what? well be the government to us now, dead to us. So, so what you're saying is Warehouse 13 has had no effect on your life.
2: Oh, yeah, none whatsoever. I am a completely Zero. sane person. <laughs> <laughs> who does not use the show as a crutch. Exactly.
1: Uh, I'm so glad. And you brought you brought some some special items with you tonight. I Can did. You tell us a little bit about what you dug up for us. For the
2: listeners, I I brought my diary. <laughs> so my diary Wait, wait,
1: wait, hold on. You forgot a clutch's diary to trust lovingly. <laughs> yeah.
2: I remembered that my diary really was just like you're talking about what fan fictions I I was reading and writing. And also, just what I was watching on television. So
1: I have what ages were you writing this diary?
2: Okay, this is the end of two thousand and ten to the middle of twenty twelve. <laughs> so wait, actually, be it great, skips isn't some it? pages. Twenty thirteen, yeah. But this has season two and season three peak moments and ideas by Caitlin about Warehouse thirteen at the age of 14 and 15. So this has not been open in years. You know what
1: I love is we're recording this podcast and yet we're about to turn into an episode of Mortified. Have you ever listened to Mortified? (laughs) I have not, no. It's, do you know, do you know how the moth, like they go city to city and they like, you know, people come up and like read stories or poems or whatever. So Mortified is like that, but it's a podcast where they, I mean, back when like you could see humans, they would go city to city and they would do live events and people would vibe volunteer to literally go up on a stage in front of strangers and just read from their teenage diaries. And they would just read entries from their diaries from when they were like kids or high schoolers. And it's something (laughs) else. I have a friend who went on and did an episode and it's fantastic. And that's what we're about to turn into. And I love that for us. So, you know,
2: Yeah, this is, I'll probably (laughs) burn
1: this. You're like, you're rethinking everything now. You're like, I regret some decisions.
2: Oh, some peak Gray's Anatomy. Wow, this has, I had no life in high school.
1: I had no life. All right, yeah, let's keep moving. Let's keep. Oh, wow. I'm so excited for this. So, okay, (laughs) so let's. Let's prepare everyone, because, of course, there might be people like me who haven't seen the show. So uh, what I'd love is we're going to start, obviously, getting into who do we think should have been gay in this show. So hard to say. Cough. Hi, Jamie Murray. We see you. Uh, Jamie Murray's character, she plays Helena, a.k.a. H.G. Wells. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Renowned author, inventor of science fiction. And her character doesn't appear in season one at, at all. all
2: right yeah at so all. she came in technically at the end of season one but we didn't see her face hg wells famed writer like you said basically she's the sister of the hg wells that we know of and because of the time she wrote all these ideas and had all these ideas and her brother published them because she couldn't be able to do that Which
1: already falls into one of our favorite should have been gay tropes which is the brother as a beard mm-hmm. in this case not the relationship beard the you know writer pseudonym beard i love that
2: but i will tell you she is like in canon bisexual, like she talks about it, which is great. I think what like a big gay moment in my life was she, many of my lovers were mint. Like she just casually throws this out there during a <laughs> conversation with everyone and everyone in the show, except for Micah is looking at what in the world. But yeah, so she definitely had away with the ladies back in the 1800s, which I love, but she's just a smart lady who was bronzed, which is this concept of where if you're an evil person, the warehouse agents will find you. They will kidnap you, and they bronze you. Basically, your entire body is turned to bronze, and you're kept as a statue in the warehouse. And before Very Han Solo esque,
1: right? Exactly.
2: Yeah. And so before HG, no one had been unbronzed. There's no term for it. So they're like, oh yeah, basically, like it's kind of like you're dead. You're just frozen. And what people don't know is that oh, actually, their mind is still awake. So you just have a person who's just been there for 200 years, Bonnie from Bonnie and Clyde, she's bronzed. Her mind's been rolling since they bronzed her back in the 40s. So that was their mistake with HG. It was like they bronzed her not knowing that if she ever woke up, well, you might have some problems.
1: Now, okay, as someone who you already said has read a lot of fanfiction, I have to ask, having having mentioned the, the Han Solo parallel, has anyone written a fanfic that you've read where they do the, I love you, I know, freezes into statue scene no because if not i really think they're missing out on an easy opportunity low hanging fruit everyone is what i'm saying
2: the thing is i have never watched star wars i will never watch star wars so if it's anything tagged Star Wars, I will not read it. So maybe they have, and I don't know. <laughs> but that's like
1: such a Quintus Is that just because you're like a, a baby and have you not seen the movies like ever?
2: Okay, one, I'm an adult who pays taxes.
1: <laughs> Two, no, I was <laughs> I on
2: um, fifth grade talking about X-Men, um, like in a group chat thing. And some grown man was like, have you ever seen Star Wars and Star Trek? And I was like, no. And they're like, oh, you're not a real sci-fi fan if you haven't seen it. And in my most like fifth grade, I was like, You suck, and I'm never going to watch that. Here I am, 24, (laughs) almost 25, and never watched Star Wars, Star Trek, or Lord of
1: the Rings. And I'm still a sci-fi fan, so. I wouldn't say you're not a sci-fi fan. I'm just saying we are slightly different generations, and I feel like there are cultural touch points that, like, I, I feel like it would be hard for someone my age to not
2: know. Well, the thing is, I know weird. I'd enjoy all of these, but some man who probably lived in his mom's basement was like, You're not a real sci fi fan. And 10 year old Caitlin was just like, Ooh, boy, you created a storm. So I can just never watch or read anything about This these three surprises
1: properties. me about you. Yeah. Spite. Spite and revenge is real big. (laughs) Zero shock registering on my face right now at this story. Okay. Well, anyways, it's like one of the most famous lines in Star Wars is, and I think because I think he ad-libbed it too. So Han Solo and, and Princess Leia, and he's like being taken away to be like put in a statue as well. And she like yells out and she's, I love you. And I think he was supposed to say, I love you too. But instead he just turns around and he just goes. I know. And then they like freeze him in the statue. So Micah
2: and HG have a moment like that, not (gasps) the brother. Okay. So Tell me now. Tell you now. Okay. So HG does some bad stuff. I can explain later, but does some really horrible stuff and they take her away and then she appears in an orb and it's like a hologram. So Micah Oh, okay, Wait, God, who there's...
1: takes her away?
2: Okay, there's so much. Where do I I don't <laughs> even know how to start this. Like this <laughs> is
1: here's here's the problem I had trying to look up anything about this show is it's very complicated. It's really involved and there's a lot of you're operating in this, you know, oh, it's like the real world, but plus magic artifacts and time travel and this secret magical warehouse with all these powers and yeah. we have fancy pew pew guns and I yeah got
2: very okay, I'm trying to figure out like which threat to pull she's in
1: an orb there's there's orbs yeah happening. she's a, yeah
2: it, she's a hologram she's being punished for trying to destroy the world at the end of season well, sure. two and Micah has so basically <laughs> Micah stops H.G. from saving the world in a very dramatic sense. And Micah then quits her job, quits her job because she's like, this is ruined for me. Like, I told everyone to trust H.G., all this stuff. Beginning of season three, Micah's working at a bookshop. And I think she's, like, actually holding an H.G. Wells book. Pete, her partner, is able to get her to come back with Steve Jinx, who is actually gay. Gotta love the gays. And her boss... Mrs. Mrs. F, Mrs. Fredericks. It's like, Micah, Like there's someone you need to talk to. And Micah's just like, hey, I don't work for you anymore. She's like, here's this orb. Pops out Helena. Helena, And they just kind of like the soft moment, right? And Micah's are you really here? It goes like to touch her, but it's a hologram. And it's very sad. And then she's just, hey, don't let hate in your heart. Don't let it fester. Like, that's what happened to me. And I just thought the worst of the world for a hundred years while I was bronzed and whatever. So then that convinces Micah to go back to the warehouse, gets her job back. And she opens the orb again to talk to HG like an episode or two later. And there's like this soft moment where Micah is just like, oh, HG says we made a really good team, didn't we? <laughs> and Micah's just, yeah, we did. I just wish you would have known that sooner. And then HG's, I know, and then closes the orb. And like, I was like the perfect kind of like relief from a breakup. Micah just looks like she's okay now. I don't know. It was... Oh. it was closure there's it was closure yeah it was closure Um, don't
1: you hate when you're long distance with your girlfriend and she shows up at your front door and you go to hug her and it's just a hologram
2: so hurtful don't you hate when your boss drives your ex-girlfriend to your (laughs) bookstore that your dad owns while you're depressed wearing the same like plaid shirt
1: (sighs) hashtag relatable content (laughs) exactly that's what we're going for (laughs) <laughs> uh, amazing so okay so they have their han solo moment that makes me happy but they also when hg's character is first introduced she's not in she's been introduced as like a not i I'm not i don't want to say like bad guy but she's like the conflict in the story right yeah like she doesn't start as like a here's another protagonist ally friend helping us out
2: yeah no she's so she's awakened by this guy mcpherson who's also there's so much kind of gay stuff going on McPherson used to work for the warehouse. Then he left, but Artie, who's in charge of like all of them, was his best friend. Still works there, and they're this weird like homo, real, like I don't like. It's just it's very intense. Like it's a different generation of gay. You know, they've like, got longing. like a
1: Dumbledore. and what's his yeah Person yeah. By? That's a yeah. okay. So that happens. what's the what's Dumbledore's? Grindelwald. I can't. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. It's like a them kind of thing. I, I like
2: it. So McPherson breaks HG out, and we don't see her until season two time will tell episode one brilliant and so like her and micah meet it's very cute because micah like says that men back in the 1800s were like neanderthals and then they capture hg in hg's house and Pete, if you're not bad like why were you why were you bronze like they're holding guns at each other and she's because men were neanderthals and you're like oh okay you guys have a vibe going because like earlier in the episode micah talked about how much she loved hg wells books like her dad used to read him read his books to her all the time so you know that something is going to go on and hg is able to escape she's back to america and and kills mcpherson so it's all a trap she kills mcpherson in front in front of artie and artie never forgives her and how you meet and then she disappears like she just kills him disappears and escapes with some artifacts from her old room i don't know how this works but like All the old rooms of agents who have gone missing or died are all in this vault with all of their stuff in the warehouse because the warehouse like is as big as you need it to be. And then she disappears for two episodes, three episodes.
1: Yeah. And then she comes back and then they're gay. Comes back. Okay, comes back. So it's we've got like a little, not like super strong, but like a mild enemies to lovers. I'm here for it. Kind of, yeah.
2: So like Micah never really thinks of HG as an enemy. She's always, she's curious because she's like, okay, here is this very smart woman who wrote the books that I really liked. And Micah is a very strict, follows the rules, doesn't eat sugar except for Twizzlers. She's at the warehouse. So her and her best friend, Pete, were both secret service agents. Micah- fell in love with her old partner, and he died in combat. And Pete's just a weirdo. But so Micah is very closed off to love, kind of. A few episodes happen, and it is... Oh, my gosh. Okay, so HD disappears for six episodes. She just disappears.
1: <laughs> the, the change that just happened. <laughs> for six episodes. And let me... I actually have... I have these all... Dog oh, my bark. God, we're getting... We're opening the diary, everyone. It's happening. Yes, yeah, so
2: episode two, season, uh,
1: season two, when, episode wait. seven. Tell, date date the entry for us. Date the entry for us. Okay,
2: so this is August. August seventeenth, twenty ten. My friend let me copy her algebra two homework. That is great.
1: Do your homework, kids, it's important.
2: Oh my god, HG is back in this episode. This episode was so cute. And then like a bunch of the O like faces.
1: Did you draw emojis in your diary? Yeah. I love it.
2: Not good ones. I was not... I was never a drawler. But okay. I was very happy to see HG. I think she's so cute. She is like Micah's Prince Charming. This is horrible handwriting. And they should be together forever. All right. Strong words. So, in this episode... A bold
1: statement from a young baby gay.
2: Because this is the episode, really. This is the episode where, okay, the game is afoot. This is gay. You know something's happening. So, Micah... And Claudia. Claudia is like the intern played by Allison Scargotti, who was uh, Mindy on the Drake and Josh show. Brilliant. Loved her. They're going to find an artifact for a wrestling team. And who pops up? But HG Wells. And Michael's like, what are you doing here? And she, they don't have guns. They have Teslas played by Tesla himself. And it's just like pure electricity and it'll shock you. And that's like a stun gun. And like the famous like there's a few Baringwell's quotes that you just have to know. And it's we're forever destined to meet at gunpoint. Because it's a lot of mica pointing a gun at HG. That's like their thing.
0: And basically I mean, if
1: in her defense, HG does shoot her at one point. I saw okay. that in the clips that I watched. Yeah, well, No, Let's no not you talk don't talk about it, about it now. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. No. I'm just saying, okay. So destined to meet at gunpoint. We'll 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 stay here for now. <laughs> and HG is just
2: oh yeah, like what's up? And Micah's like, what are you doing here? She's, I'm here to look for the artifact too. And they have this very flirty like situation. HG is a big flirt. Micah is like on her guard. She's, okay, Artie says I can't trust you, so I won't trust you. And it's very much like Artie this, Artie that. And so HG disappears. She's like oh, like they have to go distract someone. Whatever. HG pops up. She keeps finding Micah. Micah keeps getting pissed off about it. And then a car almost hits them, right? An SUV almost hits them. And HG grabs Micah, grabs a grappling hook off her belt, and saves the two of them by like flinging them into the air. And so, like, Micah is just like holding her. In this moment, I was like, oh my God, like, that's kind of gay. And HG kind of flirts with the grappling hook. And then she's just like, yeah, like I made this. Yeah, do you think it's cool? Micah's like, whatever, kind of like brushes it off. And at the end of the day, they obviously, they get the artifact. Um, They save Claudia, who like got hurt. And that's it. And Micah goes back to the warehouse and there's a present for her. It's the grappling hook. And HG leaves a post note saying, keep it. You can owe me later. And Micah puts the grappling hook in the warehouse. But there's, it's a deleted scene. But it's Micah taking the post note and saving it. So
1: Oh stop exactly. it. Stop it. So we've all been there. Artie's
2: pissed because Micah let HG help and let Micah let H G get away. And so episode pass whatever. Next episode vendetta, which is when HG <laughs>
1: comes. I back like how you're goal. just giving us the episode by episode. <laughs> so in the script, you're just gonna start reading lines. You're like, okay, exactly. then <clears throat> so I'll just send says, you the script. party's over here saying this thing. <laughs> Can you do voices for us? <laughs>
2: I wish. I wish.
1: <laughs> Va- Quick call Valerie. Where's Valerie? <laughs> Valerie, where are you? But so, because so much
2: happens in the span of five episodes, everything blows up. But so you find out why HG was bronzed, right? Because Micah says, I don't get it. You seem like basically, Micah says, I think you're really cool. I like you a lot. You don't seem crazy. Why were you bronzed? Because like I said, for people who are bronzed, are like the worst people and evil and you find out oh crap hg asked to be bronzed and you find out that her daughter was murdered back in the 1800s and she lost it like she, she's like i she's like i was upset that there was nothing i could do to save my daughter and i couldn't handle it and i became dangerous because she basically like, hunted down these people and she just couldn't stand being in this world so she has to be bronzed and all she wants to do is work at the warehouse again. She's like, I don't have anything else left in this life. My brother's dead. I have no family. All I have is this warehouse. And like I just want to be part of this team again. Artie pops up and before you can see her, HG disappears again. And Micah's just, I'm in love. Just very like <laughs> Joanne Kelly, who plays Micah, always has a really dopey grin, very goofy grin. And so they go off to Russia like to find somebody, some art. I don't know. And basically HG pops up again and it's just, I put a tracker on you and Micah's like I know that you put a tracker on me um, and she's like well I knew that you'd know that I put a tracker on you like they're doing this back and forth while Micah's partner Pete's just like our boss has been kidnapped by a murderer. <laughs> like can we please can we do something? Don't you
1: hate when your girlfriend secretly puts a tracker <sighs> on you it's... and then follows you across the globe just like telling you all their sad stories and it's and just uh, relatable again you know relatable two... I know
2: HGL is so romantic, so relatable. HG saves the boss. She gets, there's like a bunch of artifacts. It's like a plane from the Titanic. And so she's like freezing to death, but she saves them. It's all great. And then basically the regents take HG and Micah's really upset at the end of the episode. And you find out that she actually, like, wrote a letter. She's going to be like, please let my girlfriend stay. I love her. Well, that's the gist of it, I guess. Verbatim. <laughs> yeah, verbatim. But if I we were to look at, like, what Micah wrote, it'd definitely be that with some tear marks on it. And already she's like, a read- doodle <laughs> of the two of them and a heart. And, like, a grappling hook. Yeah. So, Artie, the boss, is just kind of like, she's dangerous. He's still pissed that, like, she killed his best friend slash ex-lover. Who knows? And then a regent pops up and it's just, like, the decision's been made. And HG appears and Michael has a smile. Gasp. And it's just, oh, HG and Michael, so cute, so lovely. And, yeah, so that's that's how, like, HG gets back into the fold.
1: And that's when it all goes downhill. Okay, so let's pause there before Mm -hmm. it goes downhill. We'll take a hot break. We'll hear from some sponsors and we'll be right back. real quick give me just cuz we never like to spend too long on the downfall of our ships because it makes us sad so mm-hmm. just real quick gloss me through the end of their story and then we'll we'll come back and we'll talk about happier things and hopefully read more of your diary
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, great okay so hg is an agent again that's great micah's happy someone comes back they need to use hg's time machine what hg has a time machine she actually created one to help save her daughter And what you find out is that this time machine only can send your mind back into someone else's body. So Pete and Micah go into the past. While this is happening, HG is out and about talking to Claudia. And this is when you realize she is deranged because Claudia's like, Oh, it must have to have, like, your daughter die. I can't imagine that pain And HG. No, the worst pain ever is the pain I inflicted on those men who hurt my daughter. And she has like, this look in her eye, and you're just like, this can't be good. So they go, next up, so they go to Egypt. They're looking for a, like, some, some kids died in some pyramid. I don't know. But they're, like, dead people. HG shows up looking like someone from Tomb Raider. Very hot. Very cool. Micah's acting all goofy again.
1: Oh, yeah. We're going to come back and talk about this scene. Don't worry. Yeah.
2: And so... They go into the pyramid, and they have to do, like, all of these trials. And one of them is you see, like, what you most desire. You get yourself out of it. And obviously, HG sees her daughter. And for me, who, like, I will never call a, a villain a villain. I'm like, oh,
1: she's misunderstood. Like, even as... Look, gays are out here every week for Villanelle. We're just like, but oh, she's yeah. a different... She's my serial killer.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Understood. <laughs> like, she's under Yeah, so... For me, like even at the age, I was like, this is heartbreaking because she's so cool. H is so like charismatic and brilliant. And she's so just torn up about her daughter, and she's been able to play it very well. And you find out the thing she stole in the first episode was like a locket with her daughter's hair in it or something. But so they get to the end of the trials. They only lost one person of their team. He was only in it for two episodes. It's okay. So they get to what they need and Micah and H Oh Micah, come look at this. And so Micah and Pete go running and then Micah's like, one chick, I hope you can forgive me for this. And Micah's like, forgive me for what? And then HG turns around and shoots Micah and Pete. That's the end. And basically, you find out HG is trying to destroy the world. So there's like this magical trident that destroyed some island like in the BCE era. And it was broken up into three parts so that people couldn't use it to destroy it. And that's why Caesar like attacked Egypt. But they always have some historical reason for stuff. But so HG found part of the first part before she was bronzed. She found the first part and she actually used it for the handle of her daughter's casket, which is pretty messed up or whatever. So she's able to get all the parts and she's going to destroy the world. So she goes to Yellowstone, which honestly is like the gayest place to decide to destroy the world. Let me just
1: hop to a national park real fast. Like... What And not just a national park, (laughs) but like a national park that most famously has a giant rainbow colored lake in it. Okay, continue. And like, yeah, I know she's there for the
2: volcano that could destroy the world. So
1: Artie and Micah go to
2: stop her because Pete, who's a, I should mention, Pete is a main character. It's Micah and Pete who are the main characters. But HG, like. Who needs them? Exactly. Like she sent some horrible artifact to Pete's girlfriend to basically get him out of the way because she does not like Pete. And so they get to Yellowstone. And Micah's like, HG, like, Micah is pissed. She Earlier in the episode, she's like, I'm going to kill her. She's just ranting, but it's not like, it's anger, but it's like that anger when you're just like feral angry, which is not Micah whatsoever. Because at this point, like, she's the one who told everyone, trust HG, HG is great. You know, I love HG. Trust HG. She's great in bed. It's fine. (laughs) Exactly. So HG is there. She looks hot. Like, she looks great. She's like in this suit, this cute vest, has this really cool looking trident and she's about to, like she hits the ground once and it's like this giant shake and like hg like you have to stop oh about she's like it's like you can't stop me like what are you gonna do and Artie's like what am i gonna do and he shoots her very you're gay but i don't think so the vest she has on is an artifact from like some circus act and whatever happens to the person wearing the vest happens to the person who did it so basically already shot himself and hg is kind of like eh. so Artie's like, <laughs> on the ground bleeding out and michael's hg you have to stop this. Like you can't, and you don't understand the pain I've gone through. Like hu- humanity sucks. Like I thought everything would be better when I left. People are dying in the streets, horrible, horrible crimes. I could not even imagine as a writer having the people. We just need to cleanse the earth. We just need to end everything and hopefully restart again. Very dramatic, but huh. so finally, like she strikes it again. So that's two strikes after the third strike. That's when the volcano will erupt and the world will end. So Micah like goes to grab HG's wrist and HG like wraps it away. And Micah puts her gun in HG's hand and then makes her point the gun in Micah's face. And Micah's just like, kill me. And HG's like, what? And Micah is just like, don't be a coward. She's like, if you want the world to end, you have to kill me. Look me in the eye as you kill me. And that just like snaps HG. Obviously, like it's very thought out and wonderfully written. That snaps HG out of it. and She throws the gun down and the and just starts to cry and sob. And that's the end. NHG is taken away. Um, But basically, she just couldn't... The idea of actually having to kill Micah just like destroyed her. And that's why she didn't destroy the world, which is so gayly.
1: Extremely gay. (laughs) Other things that are extremely gay, real quick. Because I want to make sure that we have a little bit of time before we have to wrap it up. So can we go back to the Lara Croft outfit scene? (laughs) Yes. I I did watch that one. And Mm -hmm. you know what it reminded me of? Did you ever watch Resilient Isles? Yes. Okay. So I didn't either. But again, I With mean, a strip rep- know, the episode where where she has to go undercover at a bar. Maybe, yeah. Yes. Maybe yeah. It's a strip episode. All I remember is I remember reading reading like the recap of it and they called it I just always remember that they called it the rack of God moment. It's the moment where she like, you know, she like leans down to get her drink order when she's undercover mm-hmm. as like the at the at the bar or whatever. And she just stares at. Uh, yeah, the there chest, is Rosalian uh, Isles still pisses chest. me
2: off. There's no heterosexual so, reason for
1: that. Yes, yeah, so I know when we talked, when we did, because we did an episode on Rosalian Isles already, and I know we talked about the rack of God moment. I feel like when I watched this scene with 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 HG and Micah, that that that's what it reminded me of. Is like Helena walks out and takes she like takes off like her jacket or her sweater or whatever, yeah. and she's. Straight up Lara Croft cosplay, right? She's yeah. got the little tank top, the little short shorts, the boots. Like all she needs is, you know, like two like pistols, whatever, like two guns on the on the hips, and she'd be good to go. Micah is a little distracted, one might say. <laughs> she is. That's like her with HG
2: all the time. It's just like distracted, <laughs> can't do her job. Like at one point they have to kill HG in <laughs> season three, and. A, like Micah won't let them do it she's like we can't kill a friend and then HG actually dies which is like the most devastating thing ever is like HG she gets her redemption in season three it's beautiful um but she does it by sacrificing herself for the warehouse there's a nuclear bomb about to go off she creates like a little shield around Mike, uh, Micah, Pete, and Artie she had to make it outside There's so like she can't get in it so Micah has to watch HG die and it's just them staring each other in the eyes. Rude. Yeah. And Micah's just like, thank Rude. you. I know. And then, okay, the Baring and Wells line that like everyone knows if you ship this was, I smell apples. So if the warehouse likes you, you smell apples. That's just it. And so basically because HG had been a villain and this bad guy, she had been felt welcomed by the warehouse, but by her sacrificing herself to save the three of them. Her last final moment is staring at Micah and then smelling apples. And then they go back in time and do other stuff. And then she gets a husband, a boyfriend with the kid. It's a lot, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll ignore that. We're gonna yeah. we'll stick with the I smell apples and I saved your life because you're my girlfriend and I love you. I prefer it there. So mm-hmm. okay, hard to say who we're shipping in this show, right? Oh yeah. Who? Uh, who, who could we ship? among us. But the other thing that I love about them as a ship is I was reading some things and I, I saw some of the convention panel things. So the actresses themselves have basically come out and said that canonically the show never went there. Like the dialogue, you know, mm-hmm. like they never officially wrote it in. But that the two of them like decided and decided before there was even anything really in the show that they were like, we're just going to play up their chemistry and play up them being attracted to each other and decided to roll with that and then it like started being like a little bit more hinted at in the writing and stuff like that or played up a little more so i love it love it Mm -hmm. i love when i mean look the gays we are not unaccustomed to reading into subtext, shipping, shipping non-canon pairings, you know, just seeing what we want to see in there, whether or not it is officially meant to be there and whether or not the actors are even aware of it sometimes. Mm -hmm. I love when you have a situation where they're like, yeah, we're totally aware of it. We are like doing this on purpose, like whether or not they're going to write it, we are just going to go for it. I... Love it, love yeah, it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> they were both so so accepting of the love. I think it was like Comic Con of 2011. Um, Joanne, who plays Micah was just like you know Jamie's so much fun to play with, and like we just kind of fell in love with each other a bit. I remember it was Dragon Con of 2018. It was my <laughs> it was the week for grad school, and there was be a big Warehouse 13 panel, and Joanne disappeared after Warehouse 13. Like she was in a few other things, but she just went into the woods, the mountains of Canada, and disappeared. And so Allison Furgati, who played Allison, um, couldn't go to the panel anymore. And Joanne decides to go. And my old group chats from like my warehouse 13, like high school days are like, I wake up and everyone's like, who's going to Atlanta? Who has, who's going? And so I like just skipped like my first week of grad school. (laughs) I was like, I got to, I have to do other things. And they were so happy. (laughs) Yeah. And they were just. Joanne, aunt, I mean, Jamie's usually at Consolidate Script, but Joanne, she's like, you know, I always think about like my Barry and Wells fans, and she's like, what Micah has done for everyone, for me as a woman, like what they wanted from the show. Cause I know both of them were upset with how the show ended, with Micah and Pete getting together. And I think she was like, yeah, she's like, they got a divorce, and Micah's with HG now. Like, it, it was nice. really sweet, but it was.
1: Please being a- retcon, the comp endings always. Exactly.
2: Yes. And I've been in a couple of fandoms where, like, the actors aren't as cool about yeah. that kind of stuff. And just having Jamie's like, she still retweets stuff all the time. Like she retweets videos. She just wants to talk about it all the time at cons. Joanne was so wonderful about it. So yeah, I was like, really thankful just like, realizing I was gay while watching Warehouse 13. And like, I started Twitter because of Warehouse 13, which helped me get even more friends. Like It was a very nice environment because it was like young gays, but also like older gays who like sci fi. And like that really helped me like, come out and figure out like what was going on in my mind and having actors that were so great and like who talked about it was so lovely yeah Yeah.
1: and now you get to write stuff that's actually gay af (sighs) i know Living the dream caitlin living
2: living the dream living the dream dream.
1: (laughs) okay i i feel like we should make a an effort even though ellie's not here and it will make me sad but and they already have a ship name but we always try to assign ship names anyways, even when they mm-hmm. have one, and see if we can come up with a, a different one. So their ship name is Baring Wells, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can we can we try to pitch some alternatives?
2: Okay. Baring God help Wells. us.
1: God uh, help us. We have Helena slash HG and Micah. Yes. Uh, the bearing wearing sounds not good. What
2: about, what about like bells? Bells. I like that. I was trying, okay, so Micah's middle name is Ophelia and HG's is George. And I was like, is there something fun I can do with that? But there is.
1: Oh, I didn't know, I didn't know they had middle names. So there you go. Look. Yeah, there uh, you go.
2: No, I like Bells. Bells is cute.
1: Okay, here's my really horrible middle name option. Ooh, get um, me with
2: it. Orge. Orge. Wow. That is Yeah, you're is. welcome.
1: <laughs> Heika? Heika? Hi, hi, yeah. H.G. said Hel- Wells Helka. and Bering. Helka. Oh. Hel- Helka. <laughs> there's not, there's not. We're not going to come up with better, I think. I I say we leave it at Orge, and it is what
2: orge. it is. <laughs> in canon, G. wanted it to be Wells and Bering. And then, actually, like in the show, Micah's like, no, it's Bering and Wells, which is like the nod towards the fans in Season 3. We're just like, yes, thank you for saying nice. the ship name live. <laughs> but yeah.
1: I... I think the main takeaway is Warehouse 13 should have been gay.
2: It should have been gay, and like just giving HG a girlfriend like at, on the last episode, when she's like, "Oh yeah, HG broke up with her boyfriend. She's dating some girl named Giselle." What is that? We don't care about Giselle. We- so one day I'll get my hands on that property and I'll make, I'll set it right. I'll set it
1: right. I I assume that if I do some research, I will find a lot of fan fiction that corrects the ending.
2: Oh, so much. Have I written okay. some of it? Oh, for sure. So,
1: yeah. you I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit you up for that afterwards. <laughs> Look, my my favorite way to get to know specific fandoms and ships is always via fanfiction over anything like actually watching the show. Please, I made it through like half a season of Supergirl and was like, well, this is this is not worth it. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just read all the fan fiction and that's better. And now most of my knowledge of Supergirl has come from fan fiction and I feel better about it. So I'd like yeah. Warehouse 13 could op- could occupy a similar place in my life for a while. You know, like someday, I feel like I would like the show. I, I would go back and watch it. But I'm okay with fan fiction right now. I don't have that much time on my hands, you know? Honestly,
2: season one through three is great. And then four and five, you're just like, what?
1: Yeah. What's happening?
2: So, yeah.
1: That's okay. I'll get some fan fiction from you and we'll do it. Nice. Okay. I think... I think it's time. Are you Are you ready?
2: You guys can't see it, but I'm doing a little jig in my chair. So yes, I am ready.
1: Does a jig in chair. Does mm-hmm. an excited jig. Okay. I need a
2: narrator behind
1: me. <laughs> Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just get Valerie to do everything for us. Oh yes, exactly. It's time for our Q and gaze. Q. 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 And. 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 So, for anyone who's not familiar, we are going to ask some yes or no or multiple choice questions, and then they will be up on our Twitter for all our listeners as well. So, I'm going to kick us off, Caitlin, with question one: Would you work at the warehouse? Yes or no? I would definitely work at the warehouse.
2: There's so much. I love history. I'm a big history nerd. They definitely have something of Sappho's in
1: there, and I need to get my hands yes. on it. Yes! So oh my god! Yes! I would yes! At, yeah. Taking one for the team. I love it.
2: Okay, Lee. Which of these artifacts would you pick? Cinderella's knife, which if you stab someone with it, turns them into ice. Lizzie Borden's compact, which I think hypnotizes you. Maybe that's... Yeah, I think it hypnotizes you. C, Harriet Tubman's thimble, which allows you to shapeshift into whoever you want. And a genie lamp that if you wish for something impossible, it gives you a ferret.
1: It gives you a what? A ferret. I thought that's what you said.
2: Yeah. Interesting.
1: Oh, I don't know. Harriet Tubman's thimble sounds uh, like what every queer person should always pick right what was i i was just watching someone's tiktok too where they were like remember when we were kids and you know we all thought that mystique was the coolest of the x-men and those powers were the best and everyone was like it's because you're trans it's because i'm trans (laughs) i feel like the (laughs) symbol seems like it would be a similar thing to me but like also who wouldn't want to shape shift it would still just be freaking awesome yeah exactly okay i could be tall for one day
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't wait to see you in person and just like figure We're out. We're
1: gonna look ridiculous. I just want you to be prepared for it. But some, I know, I can't, I can't wait until we like actually all uh, meet in person finally ever. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, question three, Caitlin. Who would be your one to tell about the warehouse? A. Your spouse or significant other. B. Your mom. C. Your dog. Or D. Your local barista. <sighs>
2: can I combine DNA? Can I tell my local barista so she thinks I'm interesting and then she'll
1: marry me one day? I like this plan, like using it as like a pickup line. Exactly.
2: My dog doesn't listen to me no matter how much we pay for training (laughs) and my mom would tell everybody. So I would definitely combine DNA.
1: Okay, Lee,
2: do you handle your problems more like HG or mica?
1: Oh well, given the very limited information that I have on both of these characters, I am going to say I have never once tried to end the entire world. So I guess Micah,
2: you're you're a Micah. You are definitely a smart. Like, it sounds more on your right shoulders. to me. Yeah. Yeah. You go, go in your that. corner and read, and then come back to your job. Like you're, you're very sensible. But I'm also statistic.
1: incredibly loyal, so I would be that person who would be like, "Well, you can't do that. We can't pun her. We can't kill her. You can't." No,
2: exactly. So that would yeah. be me.
1: That does sound like me, actually. So yeah, I'll go mm-hmm. with Micah. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. Question five: A possible attack. Who <gasps> is your favorite Jamie Murray? Out of A Warehouse 13, Jamie. B Dexter Jamie. C, Spartacus Jamie, or D, Once Upon a Time Jamie?
2: Warehouse 13 Jamie will always be my one true love. Um, I loved her in once upon a time, and the scenes from Spartacus were very enlightening <laughs> to a questioning teenage Caitlin. I do appreciate Spartacus. I and mean, Dexter Jamie was cool, but yeah, definitely Warehouse 13 Jamie.
1: Dexter Jamie was a little weird. That's okay. I approve. And remember, everyone, you can give us your own answers to our Q&A on our Twitter at Let's Hangout Pod. Caitlin, thanks thanks so much for keeping me company on what would have been a real lonely episode. Otherwise.
2: Thanks for listening me ramble about Warehouse 13. I could do it for hours and hours. So if you ever want to just like call me one night, just hit me up and we can talk about more Warehouse 13. I'll, maybe
1: once I actually watch it. like Once I watch the show, we'll have a debrief session.
2: When we meet, I'll just make you watch where I was 13
1: and then we'll just ignore Ellie and Valerie. Oh, my God. You can tie me up. We didn't even get to their bondage scene. They have a bondage scene. There's rope. They're tied together. Uh, That's all. Okay. Yeah.
2: Great. (laughs) You don't
1: don't have to describe the whole thing. I think that's all everyone needs to know is they're tied together with rope. And, you know, just like you do. Cash. Super cash. Super cash. So, Caitlin, where can people find you? And what do you have going on other than like this amazing uh, podcast musical that you've written?
2: What do I have else going on?
1: Um, okay, you guys
2: can find me at Clearly Caitlin on Twitter and on Instagram. Yeah, Clearly Caitlin is just like my go-to. Fellowship season, so a bunch mm. of different writers' fellowships for like HBO, Walt Disney, those all start in five days. So I am just writing and writing and writing some more and then
1: doing fun <sighs> sessions with Valerie, Ellie, and Lee. Hooray! Yay! Yes. And everyone will get to hear all of the magic that you've written us in June. I can't wait. I'm getting every day. I think I just get more excited.
2: Yeah. Every session we're like, we're so we're so close to the end. We're so close to being (laughs) able to be like to do this, Definitely be able to hear everything together. So
1: I know you say that, except that means I have to go and edit all of that dialogue together. So someday we will get there. It's all going to happen. (laughs) But yes, everyone should go look up Caitlin and wait in expectant joy for the flame when you finally get to hear it because it's amazing thanks again for hanging out this has been a grand old time yeah this has been great
2: any day i get to talk about them is the best day for me so thank you <laughs> truly thank you we'll have you. you back
1: on you can you can walk us through uh the you know later seasons <laughs> plot, great, yeah plot i can by plot my what? diary <laughs> i know oh my god wait is there anything else that you need to read us from the diary before we stop um just let's see um Nine twenty one
2: ten. that was reset when HG ends the world. She just needs a hug. She needs Micah. Why would they do this? This isn't right. July 2011. It's like so Avi that Micah still loves HG. They love each other. I think they're doing a slur burn IDK. I read that on a fanfic. Anyway, they're meant to be together. <laughs>
1: um, That's it. Nailed it. There, <laughs> there you go. It. That's, That's all episode. you guys need to read. Yeah. That's a wrap. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear
0: you say hip 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 hip
1: oh yeah we love hearing from all of you we love continuing to build this community and so we just like to shout out some of our favorite things every episode and this week we want to shout out someone who reached out to us on our Instagram and we don't actually know your name but your username starts with J-S-M-N so we're calling you Jasmine in our heads because why not so Jasmine (laughs) hopefully that's your name we just wanted to shout out reaching out to us to talk about the highlight of Discovering the Podcast being our episode on Wicked and we went down a super gay rabbit hole about the the German Stuttgart production <laughs> of Wicked and how I discovered Lucy Scherer and then discovered Handaufshaus and and you saw Lucy Scherer and I'm, I'm so jealous. So that was just amazing. We love hearing hearing these stories and hearing new people finding the podcast. It just makes us so happy, especially when they share some of our ridiculous gay rabbit holes that we have fallen down ourselves. So there you go. Thank you for reaching out.
0: <laughs> and especially when they're all the way in Europe, which is amazing.
1: Yes. Oh, I love it.
0: Also wanted to shout out Mariko, who said we should do a should have been gay for Raya and the Last Dragon. We have not seen it yet, but we have seen
1: some of the screen caps from those super, oh God. super gay undercut. Look, all I know is the very first trailer that I saw for this movie, the first words out of my mouth were like, wow, who are these lesbians? Yes. What is this movie and who are these lesbians and what is happening right now? Because... <laughs> gay. I can already tell you a should have been gay is coming. Don't worry. It's
0: coming. It is coming. So do not worry. You know, we love a Disney <laughs> should have been gay.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: God. And as always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster,
1: Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Jacqueline Rosnishino, Sarah and Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Danny Luck tamora Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, Tara Gleason,
0: and Lizette Stye.
1: And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Liz Chen.
0: And Evelyn Smith.
1: Thank you all so much for your support. We could not keep making this podcast without you and all of our patrons. And remember, you can also find us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pod,
0: Or you can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com.
1: You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com.
0: Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop.
1: We also still have videos going up on our YouTube channel occasionally, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash pod to catch those. We have
0: been getting some really nice comments on some of our Renegade covers, so if you haven't seen them yet, it's, it's the time to watch them. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps other people find the podcast, and we love hearing what you have to say.
1: If you want to support us financially, you can head to our Patreon. You get all sorts of cool perks like access to our Discord channel. It's one of our favorite places. You can join us for watch parties. You get discounts on merch. You get ad-free episodes. uh, And you help us make this podcast. So you can find that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. If
0: you want to get our Les Hangout merch, you can get it at bit.ly slash lesshop. We have all kinds of game merch for you there. If you want to find us individually, you can find me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.
1: And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And let's, let's hang, hang out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.